all things are possible. I am convinced, though, sadly, that there are many among us that accept the Bible in regards to simply being a book full of stories. Yeah, and I'm not talking about folks outside of the house, but there are some among us who treat the Word of God as though it's just a compilation of stories. Tell somebody it's more than a story. Uh, it's treated as though it's just a collection of stories rather than a testimony of God's realness, his will, and his ability. And you've heard me say many times, if you know his word, you'll know his will. His will is good. It is perfect. It is acceptable. But understand where I'm going with this because the definition of a story in its truest form indicates that if it's just a story, it means it could be something that you just made up on your own. Just something according to your imagination, but a testimony, a testimony is different. Look at somebody and say, a testimony is different. Yeah, you got a testimony. A person that has a testimony means they were an eyewitness to the account. Or not only did they see it, but even what's better, it happened to them. I'm telling you what happened to me. I'm telling you. I was there telling you how I felt, telling you what they said because it happened to me. Just tap somebody and say, I know because it happened to me. So I, I dare say to you that the depth of the situation will determine the depth of the testimony. How great the issue or the problem was will determine how great your testimony will be. You see, because some folks, when they tell you stuff, you can tell it's made up because they, a lot of the details uh, have been left out. They, they didn't really feel anything. They didn't really see anything there. That's why when you go to court and you start telling, a, telling the judge, hallelujah, what somebody else said, they'll shut you down and say, you can't bring what somebody else said in my courtroom. You, you have to tell me what you saw or how you felt. You, you can't bring a third person into this. You have to have a true testimony. I, I, I don't want to just hear a story. I need you to tell me how it felt, how it was. So the more I reflect on how far out I was, how deep in sin I was, how filthy and spiritually unkempt I was, the craziness of it all. Understanding meditation, it came to me that there is a mental state attributed to being lost that a lot of folks don't want to talk to you about. They just talk to you about perhaps some things they may have done, but they won't get into the nitty gritty and talk to you about what was going on in their head, their minds. There's a, there's a craziness about where you come from, being lost. And perhaps because many don't see living in sin or apart from God as being insane. They, they don't 
have an issue with being separated from God. Even some church folks have developed that mindset. They, they think it's all right to live the way they want to live and still come to God's house and act like they're serving him. Now, that's crazy. Yes. Perhaps many don't see it, but when you think about it, before you met Jesus, your mind was lost. Yeah. Before you came into holiness, your, your mind was lost. It's, it's, it's true. You didn't even think about serving God. Didn't even want to be around folks that acted like we act right now. Paul writes in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. He says, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And he would talk further to them because he, in his instruction to this particular congregation, he wanted them to understand two things, where they came from and where they were now. They came out of darkness and God, because of his loving kindness and his grace and mercy, now seated them in heavenly places with Christ Jesus and he Continues his teaching to say, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Listen to what he says. You were fulfilling the desires of your flesh and of your mind. Let me say it again. You were fulfilling the desires of your flesh and of your mind. And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So this is why further on he says, and he's talking to folks in the church. He says, this is why you've got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. <laughs> you've got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I don't care how many tongues you speak in there. You have to bring your mentality into check. As if the enemy... To get a hold of your head, get a hold of your mind, and turn your world all upside down. He'll leave you in church, but if your mind is tilted. So the psychology of being lost, having a lost mind. Listen to what I've written. He says, to be unsuccessful in retaining possession of, to be deprived of something, to be left alone when you're feeling desolate. So... The danger of everything that I've just said, I can sum it up with this sentence, a lost mind leads to a lost soul. A lost mind can lead to being in the backslidden condition, a lost mind. I see your feet moving, but what's going on in your mind? I hear you speaking in tongues, but what's going on in your mind? I see you clapping your hands, but what's going on in your mind because and we need to have this brief discussion because the door to a man's soul is his mind yes so you have to watch your thought life you can't let the enemy play with your thoughts you can't let him put his hand in your head and dictate how you feel you can't let him stir your emotions you have to have the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. Satan knows all of this. This is why he fights us in our mind. Look at somebody say, he's fighting you in your mind. 
Yeah. He can pull you into a place you have no business being in. He can put you in a place where you have no business saying what you're saying or feeling the way that you're feeling. And it all started in your mind. This is why the apostle will also write, For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Lay your hands on yourself and say, Lord, touch my mind. Yes, listen, there's no shame in that. I don't want to sit in church all these years only to find out that I've been thinking the wrong way. Thinking outside of his word, thinking outside of his promise. I don't, I don't want to be so delusional that I forget that he is a mind keeper. He says, I will keep you in perfect peace if I keep my mind stayed. Oh, y'all don't want to have this talk. You, you want everybody to think that there's never a time when you feel like you're losing it. There's never been a time where you didn't know where you were or what was going to happen next. And the enemy had your mind like scrambled eggs just mixing with your thoughts. But tell somebody you better learn how to pray for your own mind. Yes, I need every thought that I have to be focused on God. I need every thought that I have to be focused on his word. I need every thought that I have, hallelujah, to encourage my own soul. When there's nobody around me, I need to be able to talk to myself. Tell myself everything will be all right. Listen, don't touch your neighbor. Touch yourself and talk to yourself right now and say everything will be all right. Scripture text here in the gospel according to St. Mark writes to encourage the Roman Christians and to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that Jesus is the Messiah. And I don't want you to doubt this. I want you to know that he's the one we've been praying for and whatever you need, you'll find it in him. Mark presents all of this in rapid succession, gives us vivid pictures of all that Jesus is able to do. His true identity revealed by what he does. Hallelujah. Not necessarily by what is said, but he wanted everybody to know that Jesus can do whatever he says he can do. It is Jesus on the move, and this is why in this particular gospel you won't see any genealogies. He won't talk about the birth of Christ. He simply begins by saying the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Then he will move quickly past the baptism of Jesus, the temptation in the wilderness and call of the disciples. And he takes me directly into the ministry of Jesus Christ. He said, I'll leave it to the other fellows, Matthew, Luke, and John. I'll let you tell them when he was born and who his mama was. But I simply want you to know that Jesus was God and he was able to work miracles in the lives 
sons of the people. I want to take you into his ministry. His, his ministry was powerful. It was strong. You could never come in contact with Jesus and leave the same way you came. He was a life changer. He, he was the kind of preacher that when he got through talking to you, everything in you felt like it was good. And if he said you were healed, you were healed. As a matter of fact, it didn't matter where you were. Wherever you found him, he was able to help you. As a matter of fact, the truth is you didn't find him. He found you. Yes, it is indicative of the fact that there were many times in his ministry he walked into places that tradition said he should not have walked in. He talked to people that tradition said he should not have talked to. And hallelujah, he would spend time in places that people said he should not even spend time there. But he went there to give a word and to change somebody's life. I'm so glad that he was not afraid to come to where I was and help me tell somebody he came to where I was and help me. This was his ministry and many were angry because hallelujah, he had an effectual ministry and they couldn't do anything about that. They watched him heal the sick. They, they watched him do so many things. Hallelujah. And people everywhere were talking about Jesus, his power, his word, his strength, his love, his compassion. And on this particular occasion, Brother Mark talks about Jesus as he returns from the country of the Gadarenes. And the word Gadarene means reward at the end felt that was really great because uh, many times while we're going through we feel like we're not going to get anything good out of our situation but the Holy Ghost speaks to me and tells me to tell you that uh, there's a reward at the end after he has tried me I shall come forth as gold many are the afflictions of the righteous but he will deliver us out of them all and after you've suffered a while he will strengthen and establish and settle you tell somebody there's a reward at the end I'm not just talking about dying and going to heaven. No, baby, there's a blessing attached to your struggle. There's a blessing attached to your pain. There is a blessing attached to your situation. So I need you to holler at somebody and tell them you just wait until it's over. I didn't say wait until it's over to praise him. I, you just wait until it's over. There's a reward coming for everything you've been through. I've got a blessing. As a matter of fact, the greater the problem, the greater the blessing. How bad does it hurt? You know, when you go to the hospital, they'll ask you, give me a number. How great is your pain? One to ten. And how do you give them that number? and some of you have a number greater than 10 and God told me to tell you the greater the pain the greater the blessing I 
been stored for you. High five three people and just say, you just wait till this is over. You just wait until I, I come out of this. The devil is a liar. They that wait on the Lord shall renew. Oh, I feel like preaching in here. Shall renew their strength. I have another neighbor and say, you just wait until this is over. Every, everything he said I can have, I'm going to have. Everything he said I could do, I'm going to do it. You, you just wait. He keeps his word. I'm not a man that I... So he, he comes to this place. And it's in an area near the Sea of Galilee. The Bible says that when he gets there, you remember the story. They, uh, he gets there and he comes out of the ship immediately. A young man meets him and he runs out of the cemetery. Comes up out of the tombs. A man whom the Bible says, according to Mark, he had a demon in him. He had a, an unclean spirit. And this boy lived in the cemetery, lived in the tombs. Nobody could control him. No, not even with chains. Sometimes perhaps they would call the magistrate and they would get chains on him. But because he was out of his mind, one gospel says he was labeled a lunatic. He was crazy and bound in fetters and chains. But when they'd see him again, there were no chains on him. He had plucked the chains off. He didn't even know his own strength. And the Bible says that always night and day he was in the mountains. You, you could hear him in the mountains yelling and screaming. And he would cut himself with rocks. But when he saw Jesus hallelujah immediately he ran and started worshiping him. I think this is powerful. He was messed up. His life was a mess. He, he was labeled a lunatic but he had enough sense to know who Jesus was. Even the demons in hell know who Jesus is. And some of y'all been saved for years and you act like you still don't know who Jesus is. You won't even praise him. You won't even tell him thank you. But as soon as he saw Jesus he worshiped. Tell somebody you better worship him. If, if you know who he is you better worship him. If, if you know who he is you, you better raise your hand and say Lord I, I worship you. He cries with a loud voice. Uh, hallelujah, the demons in him cry and, uh, and say, what have I to do with thee, Jesus? Uh, listen to the words of a demon, thou son of the most high God. Uh, hallelujah, there are people in church still arguing over who Jesus is. Uh, and the demons can even tell you that Jesus uh, is the son of the most high God. He was there in the beginning he was in the, the very beginning he is the, the beginning of wisdom he is God 
God manifested in the flesh. He said, I beg you that you don't torment me before my time. Hallelujah. When Jesus heard the demon speak, he said, come out. You unclean spirit. He, he didn't play like the devil. He, he didn't beg the devil. He said, come out. Some of you have been playing with the devil too long. Playing patty cake and begging the devil. No, stand up and say, get out. You unclean spirit. I feel my help already. Hallelujah. And Jesus looks at him and said, what's your name? You remember the story? And he said, we are legion. Hallelujah. For we are many. And uh, he said, don't send me away. And uh, hallelujah, don't send me away. But uh, he notices a herd of swine. And uh, hallelujah, he besets or he begs Jesus to send him uh, into the swine. Now, hallelujah, now there's more that I can give you. I can can give you the history of the place uh, that he was in. And uh, we can talk about the fact that uh, perhaps these were Jewish herdsmen hallelujah that had swine and it was illegal for them to have the swine but that's another text that's that's another message they said why don't you send us into the swine and Jesus gave them permission and the unclean spirits come out of the young man and go into the swine and cast them into the sea and uh, hallelujah and those that fed the swine no doubt uh, they were angry because their business uh, had been destroyed uh, there were no pork chops that week there no chitlins on the table uh, and they were angry at Jesus and uh, they came running to the master uh, to see the one uh, that had this and when uh, they came to find Jesus they found uh, that same young man uh, that was possessed with the devil uh, he had clothes on now and the Bible says and he was in his right mind Uh, this is powerful because uh, hallelujah immediately they knew that something was different uh, about the young man It, uh, it was his behavior Hallelujah. You know when somebody's in sin because of their behavior. They didn't talk so much about his clothes except he had them on. Immediately the Lord drops in my spirit. You can dress as nicely as you want. Prettiest hat on your head. The shiniest shoes. Hallelujah. But I know them that belong to me by their behavior they saw him sitting there in his right mind he wasn't cutting himself he wasn't yelling and screaming and cussing they were afraid they were afraid I'm delivered and you were afraid I'm 
in my right mind and you got an issue with me I'm not drinking and smoking no more and you're confused now when you were able to label me it was alright when when you were able to accept my downfall when I when I was living crazy when I when I was acting a fool but now I'm in my right mind look at somebody and tell them I'm in my right mind you don't want to see me acting like I used to act you don't want to hear me talk the way I used to talk I'm in my right mind come on and testify and tell them yes I'm in my right mind you better believe it because if I was acting the way I used to act before I met Jesus tell them I'm in my right mind as a matter of fact I feel like singing a little bit just another day that that the Lord has kept me he he has kept me from all evil with my mind I said with my mind I said with my mind stayed on Jesus hallelujah is not my dance that signifies my wholeness because there's a whole lot of crazy folk dancing around the church it's not my tongues that signify my wholeness because there's a whole lot of crazy folk in church speaking in tongues it's my mind the way I think hallelujah the fact that I've got peace when everybody else is acting the fool hallelujah I know I got Jesus in my life put your arms around somebody and tell them I know I've got Jesus hallelujah and Mark says they saw him and they started looking around and started remembering how the boy used to act and how upset they were about the swine and hallelujah and immediately they started asking him to leave town you you gotta leave town because if people see you hanging around here they'll start believing that Jesus is really who he says he is hallelujah and when he finds Jesus cause Jesus had gotten back on the ship he got hold of Jesus and he said Jesus I want to hang out with you I want to stay with you they don't like me no more because I don't do the things I used to do. They don't even want me in the church because every time they see me, I remind them of how great you are. 
and they want to be great but you're the great one hallelujah they don't even want me over there but, I, but Jesus said no I don't want you to hang out with me I want you to go back home and let all your friends know hallelujah let everybody know what I did for your life I want you to show yourself go back to where you were delivered from go back to your hometown and show yourself and I want you to tell everybody where I brought you from tell them how crazy you were that's what he must have done he told everybody he gave his testimony and that's where the Holy Ghost has me stuck in his testimony tell somebody in the house say neighbor I want you to know that I've got a testimony too the Lord has brought me from a mighty long way you want to tell more people about what he's done for you Jesus sent him back and said tell everybody I don't want you to sit around acting like you did it yourself I don't want you walking around acting like you lose yourself you remember how bad it was how nasty you were I want you to tell everybody where the Lord brought you from shake your neighbor's hand and say neighbor there's a whole lot about me you do not know a whole lot of places I've been the devil had my mind oh y'all don't want to tell nobody cause some of y'all still crazy still cuckoo hey lord but lay your hand on yourself and tell the lord thank you I'm not what I used to be I don't do what I used to do when I think back over my life hey God it was crazy that's the best word I can use to describe where it was how it was lay your hand on somebody and say neighbor I can sum up my past with one word crazy walk over to somebody else and say neighbor oh neighbor I can sum up my testimony with one word crazy crazy places crazy things crazy feelings crazy crazy go tell one more person that's her neighbor before I cut up in here 
Cause I can't join When I think about What he's done for me But before I start running I want to tell you There's power In my testimony Yeah I gotta tell it Every time I think about Where I've been And how it was There's something burning in me I gotta tell somebody I should have been dead I gotta tell somebody I was messed up Thank you Lord Touch somebody And say neighbor There are three things I want to discuss with you Before we dance in here I want to tell you about the the power of my testimony Number one It connects me with others It lets you know That you ain't the only sinner That was saved by grace You ain't the only one That got high And got drunk You ain't the only one That fornicated and committed adultery Uh-oh. Go touch somebody And tell them welcome to the club We all have sinned And come short I'm not gonna act like Miss Goody Two Shoes I was jacked up And let me tell you something There were days after I got the Holy Ghost where the devil messed with my mind and I was jacked up sitting in church and I had to tell somebody I need another dose of the Holy Ghost anybody in here know what I'm talking about thank you Lord listen Walk over to somebody and say, neighbor, you'll never hear this on the news, but we are the original Me Too. I was lost, just like you. I was on my way to hell. Look at them and say, Me Too. We have a connection. We all got a testimony. And the second thing, go back to him and say the second thing. Hey, Lord, by sharing my testimony with you, it raises me above the influence of my past. The more people I tell, the more ammunition I have against the enemy. He's an accuser of the brethren And he'll visit me in the night And say, Fields Why don't you go back and do some of that Hallelujah But I can look back at him and say, no I told too many people 
that my life has changed and I love being saved because somebody said neighbor it's too late now for me to turn around I love this thing I love being free I love being delivered I remember where he found me I remember how nasty I was and the third thing that happens when I tell somebody what he did for me it releases hope touch somebody and just say he did it for me it releases hope because if he did it for you he'll do it for them look at him and say if he did it for me he could do it for you but this is what the Holy Ghost dropped in my spirit there had to be a portion of his testimony that sounded like this I won't go back to crazy I won't go back to being what I was I won't go back touch your neighbor and said neighbor I want you to hear this and I want every demon that's been assigned to my life I won't go back to crazy tell somebody else I won't go back to crazy too much pain I've been in it too long I didn't like how it felt but Jesus when he found me he put his arms all around me and I'm gonna hold on to my deliverance who am I talking to in here you need a release get your release through your testimony tell somebody I'm not going back to crazy the devil is a liar did you hear what I said oh y'all don't want to talk all you want to do is speak in tongues but you better get up and speak in English and tell somebody I'm not going back to crazy my lord been good to me Jesus has set me free I won't go back hallelujah shake your neighbor's hand and say neighbor I got two more things to tell you about your testimony two weapons are revealed say yeah revelation he said they overcame two ways by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony go put your arms around somebody and say neighbor 
I want you to know that I've been washed in the blood. I've been washed in the blood. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Come on and squeeze him and tell him the blood is all over me. The blood is all over my mind. The blood is all over my past. The blood. Come on, tell them, tell them. Tell them the blood is over who I used to be. The blood covers what I said. The blood covers where I was. The blood. The blood of Jesus. The blood. The blood of Jesus. And there's a word of your testimony. Hallelujah. I feel a release in the temple today. I need you to walk over to one more person and tell them, tell them one thing the Lord has done for you. Tell them one thing. Tell them one thing. Tell them. Tell them what it brought you out of. Tell them. Hallelujah. Paul said, if you're ashamed of what I've done, I'll be ashamed of you. Tell one person. Tell them. Used to be, but not anymore. Tell him, and I'm not going back. I'm gonna stay right here and praise Jesus. I'm gonna stay right here and clap my hands. I'm gonna stay right here and sing my song. I'm gonna stay right here and give God the glory. I'm gonna stay right here and worship Him. I'm gonna stay right here and dance my dance. Hallelujah. You don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. Come on, refuge. Lift your voice and testify and tell your neighbor I'm not going back to crazy. I'm not going back. I'm going to lift my gun up and I'm going to let everybody know that he's able to turn your life around. I'm going to let everybody know that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly Paul, that's you. Ask. Jesus. He said, I want you to go back 
and tell your friends. Go back and tell them about the great things that the Lord has done for you. How the Lord had compassion on you. Because there are people in your environment that feel like where they are, they're supposed to be there forever. And that the Lord is not able to bring them out. That there's no change possible to their lives. And I believe this is why Jesus wanted him to go back so others could see that there's no power greater than his power. Lift your hands where you are. Here is a word of deliverance. There is no depth that's too deep. There is no chain that's too strong. There is no wall that's too high. There's no situation that's too great that the power of your Savior is not able to destroy. There's no one greater than Jesus. Whatever you need him to do in your life, he's able. Whatever changes you need in your life, say it with me, he's able. Yes. It was the power of his testimony that would win others to want to know Jesus just by hearing, just by hearing what, what it was like, just by hearing how bad you felt, just by hearing the hell that you were going through. And Jesus brought you out. It will compel others to say, I want Jesus to help me too. Lift your hands a little higher. I am compelled to ask this question concerning your testimony. I hear the Lord say, why have you been so quiet about the things I've done for you? Listen, you don't always have to find the right scripture. Sometimes all you need to do is tell somebody what he's done in your life. You don't have to quote the Bible from front to back. Sometimes it just takes you saying, listen, I, I used to get high just like that. But Jesus changed my life. And I hear him say, why have you been so quiet? Why are you so ashamed of, of where I brought you from? You need to tell someone else. There are people who have been through just as much as you. And all they need is to hear your voice. Say, Jesus did it for me. He did such a good job, but I can tell you I'm not going back. <laughs> he, 
He blessed me so much until I can tell you I, I don't have a mind to go back. He blessed my soul so good until all I can think about is being around Jesus. Anybody feel like I feel, just say, Lord, I love you. Take those hands now and put them together.